0: Welcome to episode nine of the Terminal to Triathlon podcast. I'm Mark Bryant, and this is a show where we help you become more inspired, educated, and empowered so you can live your best life and achieve your impossible goals. In this episode, I speak with Sean Ferrari, one of my amazing clients who have had the pleasure with working with for the last eight months. When I met Sean, he had just completed six sessions of cognitive behavioral therapy, or CBT, a form of psychotherapy, and his depression score was worse at the end than at the beginning. He decided to explore how a coaching program with me using resilience and well-being at the foundation could help him deal with and cope with the debilitating effects of his depression. Part of my coaching practice uses the raw psychometric assessment, which provides a framework for developing an individual's resilience and well-being. The framework is based across five pillars supporting physical, mental, and social well-being. His physical energy improved by 11%, his future focus by 26%, inner drive by 10%, his ability to think more flexibly by 15%, relationships by 16%. When we looked at Sean's resilience score in relation to the control group of over 9,000 people, In the public and private sector, we saw his resilience or resilience gap decrease by a whopping thirty percent. So it moved from a score of three to a score of six, which is a hundred percent improvement. And this means he's able to engage with, adapt, and recover more quickly from the setbacks and pressures and the challenges that inevitably life and work throw at us. So Sean now has the tools and in this conversation we talk around how just a couple of weeks ago he had a bit of a bump in the road but was able to navigate his way out of that using the skills and the tools and the techniques through the journey over the last eight months. Sean is by far one of my favorite clients. He shows up every time we have a session. He's open. He's ready to learn and he does the work. He continues to do the work. And I'm really grateful that he is part of my mastermind program for the next year. We joined the conversation with Sean and I, where I asked Sean to reflect on his personal journey since we first started working together. So let's dive into the conversation and where we joined Sean.
1: Yeah, it was probably a long time coming. And then September time last year, I had most of September off work. Mm-hmm. Uh, i know most of october off work I had a bit of it when you describes right down the sorts at the end of september properly hit rock bottom but wasn't happy for, for quite a while really didn't really know why i think that was a, a difficult thing to try and process and articulate and then it just got to a point where you're like oh, i don't really know what the point is at the minute so you get to that place and then as part of that breakdown approaching work so i had to step back and have some time to figure out what's going on reached out through employee assistance program and that's when i started those like a six week or six session psychotherapy cbt sessions with a therapist which was really good Um, yeah so did you find that useful i found it really useful having never done anything like that before never expecting to be in a position where i would need that the process was Pretty easy. And I think when you first have eventually stepped away from the stigma of it and you get to a place where uh, I just need to sort <laughs> I need help at this point, like I will do anything sort of thing. So you make the phone call relatively straightforward. And yeah, it was good. I finished the six sessions worse than I started, but it was still good in terms of it. It gave me a great understanding of probably understanding mental health and depression sp- specifically being told, yeah, you suffer from severe depression was good to hear and pretty devastating all at the same time, because at least you could probably, you could attribute the way you were feeling to something, but it was a bit like, all right, how do I fix it? So yeah, that was from that perspective, it was good for more like an educational understanding type thing.
0: Did you have a questionnaire that you had to fill out that gave you a depression score? I've seen similar things for ADHD that resonated with me, but have you had, did you have to complete an assessment and did you know? Yes,
1: we assessment initially, which is a questionnaire based assessment that I didn't populate, I just answered questions with a score, I think it's one to three from memory. So we did that on the first session, and on the last session, and that gives you a score from a, on a sort of depression scale and anxiety scale, which was interesting from an anxiety perspective fairly moderate, probably no more than everybody else. But yeah, the depression one was which came back pretty significant initially of severe depression. We're not good at sharing our feelings, sharing our thoughts, no. sharing and I would you start it's the safest place to do because you don't know this person. Like no. the pay to listen to you, that's yeah that's about it. So it's you're able to have conversations, say stuff that you, you just you almost can't potentially with anybody else in terms of your network
0: did you have the capacity to share with them where you were at emotionally did
1: you have a friend to lean on poor taking me right back to it I'd spoke to friends I spoke to very close friends about what was going on where I was my mum in particular I was quite close to her anyway so I spoke to her quite at length about it and Obviously, opened up and explained what was going on. Some family members that don't know, still don't know, or I didn't let them know till after Christmas, sort of thing. And which was more just for me, it was just managing people who need to know, people who don't. And specifically in work, I know nobody from a work setting really knew other than my line manager and probably director. So yeah, it was a that that network thing is quite a, quite an interesting thing to to broach the conversation. You have to have gone through a period of it to be able to relate and get what you need from other people. So when you speak to friends who have not necessarily been through a, that, a period like that in their life, then it's they're supportive, it, but they don't quite get it. And I was very much that person from up until uh, my, my sort of period. So you said that you had the
0: sessions with psychotherapy and you ended that worse than when you started, but felt... But felt- okay about that can you just elaborate on that i was <laughs> <Yeah.
1: laughs> sort of making progress but going down at the same time if that makes sense so on that, that that period which is probably remember, or uh, end of september yeah
0: i understand that i'm in depression but i, I get all that and how the hell do i get myself yeah, out of what do I yeah. do?
1: that was the sort of process of i like, fix it i get it now okay. that's fine understand it and then yeah. a lot of that process was you start unboxing things in your life in terms of properly understanding it and try and focus on what well, is it a bit more of a self issue? Is it a work issue? Is it a personal life issue? Is it a relationship issue? And a lot of that you tend to box up and put away in a nice safe place because you don't really want to go and look at it and um, because you think it, everything's perfect. And eventually you just have to. It's just you're gonna go digging. So, so many directions before you have to block everywhere. So that was probably where I was getting to towards the end of that treatment, where it was like, <laughs> I actually feel way worse, which is, is where it is, and I'm glad I've got to have done it. But yeah, at the time, it's uh, in terms of my scores, because it's a very point in time assessment.
0: So the context of I ended worse is the fact that you did the assessment at the beginning and the end.
1: Yeah, assessment would be worse. at the beginning. And end. So uh, yeah. the therapist I was working with was like, I don't usually. I would never discharge you usually or put a recommendation for you to end treatment based on your scores and you should probably be continuing with myself or somebody else and it was the fact that in the process was actually I think the coaching route's probably a better solution because it was I was really struggling, it's just my personality and I, could, I like to fix stuff so I was like, I need to fix it and there wasn't as much as you're getting tools about understanding like your battery levels and understanding yourself, it was, yeah but how do I Fix it, and that wasn't a medication thing. It was a, I I can tackle this personally, but it was trying to, like, how do I go about doing that? And that wasn't really something you could get from that hour session. And now and then, that's what led me to the coaching. And it was only the fact uh, that I sorted that she was, like, on that basis, I'm happy to stop seeing you. I mean, if that wasn't lined up, she probably wouldn't have.
0: And with a mutual friend, your manager, and he's, he suggested, I go not have one of these resilience assessments. So I guess you'd already done an assessment and this was a slightly different assessment in the context of resilience and wellbeing. And so just reflecting back to that, when you've got that first report and we had our first conversation, what just, to, yeah, just
1: to explain your experience with that. It was interesting to me, the main reason for doing the report was i didn't really know where to focus my attention in terms of helping myself obviously with the sort of the five pillars that it's based around i was hoping that there would be two or or, or ideally one or two sort of areas that were dramatically lower than everywhere else and that would give me a bit of clarity as to where things probably aren't quite aligned in my life and that's probably Leading to the way I'm feeling. Did the assessment, <laughs> I was completely wrong, and they all scored dreadfully. And that was just a bit of a, right, or well, I didn't, it helped, but didn't help because it didn't focus my attention. It almost broadened that attention to what I probably need to be going away and looking at and, and trying to change. So, yeah, but it, it was a good tool. It a, it's nice having that metric to start from and a bit of direction as to I think this is where you should be looking in terms of rocks to turn over and a bit of self-inquiry
0: and i look back at some of the notes from the first session and it was it was to explore men without masks one of the programs that specialize in helping men specifically with their emotional well-being and uh, so i think yeah that was right back after the first session i just suggested that you look at that did you did anything start to resonate when you saw some of the
1: content around that program yeah definitely in terms of the areas of your life that you pick up in that program it's, it's like a four five-day retreat based each day based on a sort of, sort of specific archetype which obviously mm. comes with specific stuff like relationships your work comes into it and also like a whole life comes into each day to a degree that you apply a different lens to how you look at it life. On each day is probably the way to describe it, which was really interesting. And that was quite relatable, back to the raw stuff and other stuff i had done previously. That was an unbelievable experience.
0: At what point did you decide that, OK, remember that, Max, I'm
1: definitely going was it Was it after the new year? After the new year, it was January at some point. And in all honesty, I'd looked at it pre-Christmas when you mentioned it, completely dismissed it. More from a, from a cost perspective, which was probably the underlying piece and then after new year sort of january early February, i was like I, that as i came to an end of my sixth therapy session through was in that place of this is a lot worse than i thought and i was at a place where i was like i will do anything mm. to try and sort this and not feel this way and improve my sort of state of mind so i was like i'll do absolutely anything and i'd heard you recommend it i'd done a bit of research into it myself and it was uh, an old friend who I'm still in contact with from university lecturer back in the day. Who I found out that he'd been on it, and but, but
0: validation makes such a difference, doesn't it? One
1: hundred percent. Like making a yeah. decision by myself was impossible, yeah. <laughs> but to just pick the phone up and say, in "That mass," and he was just like, "Sign up. Don't know what's happening. just book it. Go. Best thing you ever do." And off that, I was like, "Okay." booked and it was one of the best things I've done and that was part of that decision making process that it's quite easy to sort yourself out of stuff but my decision making was I'll do absolutely anything at this point in time and if that means investing in myself in that sort of way then that was what I was going to do. I'm going. Reflecting back to the coaching we
0: started at the beginning of February so we had a few introductory sessions just to see what a coaching conversation would look like in a coaching approach and then what were the main drivers to thinking no i think this could help me find a way out
1: of of where you were in terms of your depression i think the main one was it gave me everything that the therapy did in terms of cbt stuff in terms of having that quite a regular catch-up in, in a safe space where you can have a conversation you can say what you need to say there's no judgment have those conversations because i think that is a really important part of the whole thing is when you can actually get those things off your chest like you might know, there's no solution or anything like that but if you're thinking it like it's good to journal it but occasionally you just want to say it to somebody else and get a reaction
0: journaling is something that's taken me a while to get into and i think trying to develop the practice of journaling is, a, is a... So, yeah I'm, <laughs>
1: still, I'm, I'm getting better i'm not brilliant at it but it's still yeah. It it did help me through the process, but the talking and being able to have that conversation with yourself has been, because a lot of it is, sometimes you want reassured and sometimes you just want questioned in like a, a healthy way, like not disagreed with, just, are you sure? Or is that actually what you're thinking? Or are you thinking about that in a different way and is what you're experiencing what emotion is it and help and i think that was a massive one for me through the whole process was giving me those tools to take a step back and understand what emotion am i actually feeling because for a long time i operated on like happy sad or angry and that was it (laughs) (laughs) vocabulary yeah there was nothing else and when you operate in that sort of narrow emotional almost minefield really of just those three it's quite difficult to to process stuff and just understand what you're actually feeling so the ability to be questioned on my feelings and what i was thinking was actually really useful the
0: act of being vulnerable will allow us to feel different feelings yeah because we allow those feelings to come up and so there's always an awareness tool that we can use to then get access to those different emotions and different situations where we can be put into like anger and then go okay this is anger this is rage and start to get a flavor and a texture and Learn how to channel those energies into more productive activities. Yeah, and you
1: can just be able to process stuff Mm. just far easier Yeah, when you know really what the driver behind it is. And yeah, so that that, that was a massive one that that really helped. I think the rest of it was really giving that sort of, the tools for that sort of self-inquiry and being able to get back to yourself and distinguish what is self to a degree and what's me just playing up for everybody else, like societal demands and all that sort of stuff, which is a tough thing to toe exactly. the line of. and but when it clicks.
0: In terms of the coaching, see if you can reflect back and think about one or two of the magic moments that you had
1: in that coaching journey that we had together in the run up to member that masks. The week before was massive for me because I just had a big week generally a lot of stuff going on in terms of life stuff, coming up, relationship, putting a house up for sale, all that sort of stuff. That was a pretty big moment of everything getting worse to get better, I think. And there was a lot to process and unpack. And we went up to Lake in North Wales, somewhere. Gary me and did a bit of cold water dip. And before that, we did that breathwork session. That was kind of my <laughs> yeah, weird thing that this whole process and yourself exposed me to that sort of breathwork stuff and very early in the process just for day-to-day stuff and then since then done a lot more sort of trauma release on uh, remember that masks and that was a bit of a taster that we probably did that week before I went yeah that was a massive moment for me in terms of just the emotional processing of stuff and going into the day and like a, a weird sort of depression is like a weird thing to to describe, and I've only probably come to terms with it literally in the last week because I very much thought I can fix it and it will disappear, which I'm not sure is correct. Which took a bit of sulking earlier in the week or last week to to get my head round. I did talk about it because <laughs> I, I didn't like I didn't like the idea of it, but it was just one of those. Just a period of really low days to go into it feeling like that when we got there, and then just a massive release and like weight lifted. We mm-hmm. not really. We talked a bit. We're just outdoors, done that breath work. I cracked my eyes out, which I needed, and that's not something that you can, I can do quite well now, but I hadn't done previously. So yeah that was a massive moment for me, and then obviously the cold water, which was really cold at that point in time, was a massive. Just, yeah, I love it now in terms of the cold water and it's, there's not really a thing around it anymore. It's just getting.
0: I've thoroughly enjoyed working with you and for you to give me the gift of bringing a new part of my practice together, it's really helping people teach them how to have the tools so they can fix themselves. I reflected back a few weeks ago, you had a a bit of a dip and... I said, I'm here. And then a few days later, you said, I'm feeling good, back on it. Or you just, you shared that you'd managed to refine your center. Does that make sense?
1: Yeah, yeah, 100%. And no, I did. No. I think I did as well in terms of that process. But when you're back into it, it was a bit like, I think it was a good three or four days of, I'm back into this. What's going on? I didn't like it the first time. I don't like it now, thing. And, That was a tough thing to get my head round and it was just a case of having those people around you that can, like yourself and partners and parents and all that sort of stuff that can be like when was the last time like you've not really done a lot of you at the minute I think you need to just spend a couple of nights to just focus on yourself and do what you know you need to do use the tools take some time out and that was it a couple of days later and you're back in the room fully function yeah. again what, what
0: what was a real win for me is seeing how you came through that yourself
1: I think that was something that I'd never done previously like, I'd definitely not done very well is when I get into that rut And actually I've on that on uh, someone you have been going on since probably the Friday Thursday, Friday over the weekend and then the Monday I was good to know on today and that, and that is I know it's myself and it's a difficult thing because feel you like, let people down all the rest of it and I'm like I'm just not. It's just not worth me being here because I'm not productive. I'm not. I'm not adding any value at, at that point in time, and I'm making myself a lot worse. And it was previously I'd just struggled through and piled on. was like, what, "What's going on?" It was at a moment of realization. Yeah, it took me a couple, two or three days to. All right, I don't know what this is now, uh, <laughs> and I probably and it uh, just retired and practice and knowing yourself a little bit more that you can take yourself out of the situation and just start doing what you need to do to sort yourself out and that's what I did went home left caught up on some sleep and went out did some cold water meditated that sort of, and that, that's it you just do the do what you taught, what you know works I know it works and it's it's just having those like daily practices in place and being able to just recognise you know, oh, it's a bit of a wobbly day
0: The final question is, in terms of a coaching program through the lens of resilience and wellbeing, would you recommend that to anybody else that is looking to either improve or move through some depression or anxiety that they're currently experiencing?
1: Yeah, definitely. It's really useful having a, for me personally, having a metric. So you've got something like a start and end point of something that you can measure. Which to a degree haven't gone through the process. You almost don't need because you just know in yourself that, that you don't need some, you don't need to fill the question. Have somebody to tell you that you feel different. But it is nice just physically seeing that that difference and where you've really improved and where there's potentially room for further improvement. But yeah, no, I definitely recommend it for anybody who just needs to put it in the right direction of getting back to themselves and really getting back to basics. That's the key, I think.
0: And what, would, what three words would
1: describe your coach? Oh, <laughs> but on the spot. Caring, trusting, and a little bit erratic, but in a good way. A bit. You know, trying, to, trying to sit still is a challenge, I think. But it's good. It's good energy. Like It's good to be around, especially when you're in that that frame of mind that I came to you in. It was... It's infectious energy, which is really positive when you're in that because you don't want to do anything and it, it, and that's the way it's, that I would describe it. It's like everything's pointless and you, you don't really care. So having somebody with that sort of infectious go-get is really good to be around and really helpful because it, it just passes on, it rubs off and you can't, you just can't give you the answer, like I can't be bothered because it's, it just it doesn't wash.
0: Sean, it's been an absolute pleasure to work with you and continue to work with you in the Mastermind Group. I really hope you enjoyed that episode. I certainly did. If you or if you lead a team and would like any resilience assessments, well-being and high performance coaching and training, please reach out and let me know. I love helping individuals and teams find their inner glow, keeping them happier, healthier, and living their best life and performing at their highest level. Whatever your goal, if you cultivate the right mindset, you can achieve anything, over and out from terminal to triathlon.